Welcome to the Hero Builder Podcast, where we celebrate the hero in everyone. We go on a journey to discover the skills in every hero. Welcome to the Hero Builder Podcast. I'm Boyd Hamlin, and this is my co-host, Stacy Johnston. Welcome to the call. Let me just start wow. that over. Welcome to the Hero Builder Podcast, where we celebrate the hero in everyone. I'm Boyd Hamlin, and my co-host, Stacy Johnston. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome. It's great to have you today, Boyd. I am uh, glad to be here, too, and this is one of our, our wisdom words for Wednesday. And uh, do you want to you let us know a little bit about what uh, word we're going to be talking about today? I do. We're going to be talking about humility today and being humble and what that means. But before we get started, I'd like to ask you a question. Do you mind? No, go ahead. So the words that we're using for this, our wisdom words for Wednesday, actually come from a program that you have written that's available for people to actually utilize the entire program. Can you take a minute and tell us about that before we go on? Yes, I can. Uh, I have put together a uh, course on a platform called Udemy, U-D-E-M-Y dot com. And on that platform, uh, they would just have to simply look for the program entitled How to Be Somebody's Hero, and uh, they can uh, get that for themselves. And uh, it comes with uh, the uh, manual. It comes also with uh, video, so it would be a good tool for them to use. So tell me, who can utilize this kind of program? Boy, is this something that, that just for schools and associations, or is this something that a family could use at home or a Boy Scout troop? Oh, this is this is uh, good for anybody. If uh, anybody that is seeking to be an influence on uh, the lives of others, whether it be a school, a church, uh, a, a youth group, uh, home, any kind of clubs, Boy Scouts, Girl Scouts, uh, anybody can uh, actually utilize this material. Wow, that's a wonderful. I love the fact that it's actually something that we can put our hands on, and we can use, and we can go back to. So, ladies and gentlemen, those who listen. Just know that you can get How to Be Someone's Hero available on youandme.com right now. So with that in mind, let's go on and let's, boy, let's talk about humble. What, is, what does humble mean to you? Humble, to me, uh, simply means it, uh, it's, it's not thinking less of yourself, but it is thinking of yourself less. And oh, I that's think that's the best way to... Yeah, okay, yeah, that's the greatest way to put it in, in, uh, in my thinking is that, uh, you know, humility, sometimes we think that it's just thinking of others, period, and it's not thinking of yourself. And I ran into that uh, problem a long time ago in, in life, and uh, then, then I came across this definition of it being that you think less of yourself and you think uh, more of others, and it, it, just, uh, it just made a lot of sense to me. What? You know, I think it's, it goes back so long when we talk about the, the act of service and what we're, the, the heart that we're supposed to go into it with, with that, how can I help you? And that, that the pride gets, pride gets in the way sometimes of humble because we get, we get, Satan gets in the way, I think, and we, pride steps out and it keeps us from being able to be humble. But I want people to understand that being humble never has to mean where you dog yourself or you don't give yourself any credit or you don't, you don't have any honor in what you do. So humble is, like you said, it's thinking less of yourself and more of other people, but it's never, ever discounting yourself. Yes. 
Very well said. Very well said. And I, um, you know, with humility uh, being something that we're talking about today, can you think of a time where uh, you put the needs of others ahead of your own? Uh, I think probably the moment they put my first child in my arms, I understood the need of putting someone else's needs before my own. Um, but I think you kind of have to take children out of the picture because as a, as a parent, I think that kicks in immediately and you know that you're going to put your needs, their needs before your own. So we all, if we're a parent, we all have that moment where we understand that level of humility. But I think in the workplace and in the circles that we walk in as adults, it's harder to be, to hold that humbleness sometimes because it's, the world is a competitive place out there. And everybody wants to be heard and they want their idea to be the coolest and they want to be the one that made the mark and be the one that made the difference. And recognizing that you can be that person that makes the mark and makes the difference without a parade, I think it's where a good place for humble can come in. Oh, that's really good. That makes me kind of think of the, uh, the, the line. I'm not even really sure how it, uh, how it actually goes, but it is that you know that you're a, a true leader and that uh, humility has kicked in when you really don't care who gets the credit. Exactly. I, I think that's a huge part of being humble, is, is giving other people the power to shine and your joy coming from the joy you see in their face as they shine. Hmm. That's very, that's very true. That's very true. Uh, there have been uh, a lot of uh, moments in my uh, life, and I'm sure in yours too, but I, uh, I'm going to ask the question, and you, you can in turn ask it to me if you want to as well, but have there been times that you have found yourself eating humble pie? Oh, I like mine with ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm going to say I've, I've eaten humble pie probably more than once, enough that I, yeah, I know how I like it, it's flavored. Um, how about you? You give us an example of humble pie that you might have had. Oh, I have had uh, uh, plenty helpings of that myself, and uh, there's there's big oppor- opportunities in, in, in life where you can uh, uh, display your humble uh, lifestyle, but at the same time, there's the other side of it too, and uh, we don't always like that being displayed. And and uh, on on many occasions, I have had to uh, eat that humble pie uh, unwillingly, and uh, that's when I've placed myself in uh, a position where I thought I was better than I was at something. And the minute I got involved in doing that thing, I realized I'm not as good as I thought that I was. <laughs> yeah. Right. I remember being in a Sunday school class one time and a couple that was in there had brought their young boy and he was maybe five. And we were in the Sunday school class. We began to have a pretty good debate on whether or not it was required for you to be baptized to get into heaven. Mm. And uh, the conversation got pretty intense within the Sunday school class. And finally, this five-year-old little boy, in a moment of silence, just said, you know, this is just spiritual warfare, right? Out of the mouths of babes. He shut the whole class down. (laughs) The the argument was over. We'd just been schooled by the five-year-old. And and so many times, it's so true, we get lured into 
arguments and we want so much to be right that we allow humble to go away because we need to be right, even if we're wrong. I, I think that is right on. Uh, there have been times uh, in, in my in my life I've, I've predominantly uh, hung out in the area of ministry, and uh, that was a calling of mine early on. And one of the things is is that I, I soon discovered that uh, there is a difference between religion and relationship. And uh, I wanted to be right often and uh, at the expense of other people. And uh, what I found out was that uh, there, there really doesn't need to be a, a, a debate around different things where you're always right. And I soon discovered uh, with uh, a mentor of ours, John Maxwell, when he said, do you want to be correct or do you want to connect with others? And uh, I later in life, really made that choice of yes i i want to connect more than i than i really care about being correct i think a whole lot of times when people are putting up their argument sometime in the course of the argument even especially when they discover that maybe they are in fact wrong it just heightens their argument because the the lack of humility will not allow them to admit okay you're correct i was wrong and we will stand our ground sometimes knowing that we're wrong just because we want to stay faith and how, how is that humility? How is that allowing other people to be right and other people to know more than you and recognize and there's got to be somebody that you can still learn from. And there's got to be somebody oh, that's absolutely. better than you so you can continue to move forward. I think the best example of, to learn to practice humility is to hang out with a bunch of teenagers for a minute. If, if you need to understand humility, go to church camp with some teenagers and let them hold you accountable for what they see and their, their honesty in that. Um, it's, it's a good challenge. It's a good challenge if you really want to practice those characteristics of integrity, these things that we've talked about. A very great place to model those is in our teenage population because they get frustrated. As soon as they hit junior high, PTA stops. There's seven people in the junior high PTA and there's 300 in the sixth grade. Right. And it's during those years that they're the most influential as far as they're trying to find their place and where they belong and who they click with and what they believe and what they stand for. And if their humility is never modeled for them, what a struggle. Because yeah. then they, they never learn that filter system that's necessary just to preserve the feelings of other people. Oh, absolutely. That's uh, very true. What would you say this? Give us some of your wisdom about this. What, uh, what happens when we have an attitude of giving? You know, I think when you have an attitude of giving, it comes with having a mindset of abundance and recognizing that you have enough. You have enough love to give. You have enough time. You have enough wisdom. You have enough patience if you just realize that you own those things. I, again, one of our mentors, John Maxwell, had the pleasure of listening to a class that he taught the other day. And in it, he was talking about this attitude of gratitude. And he said, especially in moments like this, when people are in different levels of crisis and we're looking for a place to be the very best attitude of abundance is to recognize and to question not what can you spare but what can you share that's really good that's looking really for good. what that's... we can share keeps us humble and grateful for the knowledge that we have and that we can pass that on uh, something to spare 
always makes us feel like it's not quite enough. It, what, what can I do without for a minute? And that's not what giving and that's not what a mindset of abundance or humble is all about. Oh, that is, uh, that, that, that's really good. That's enough uh, for us to chew on on this uh, particular podcast that we're doing here. That's really great words of wisdom. Uh, but let's look at the other side of it too. What happens when we have a, an attitude of getting? I think, again, an attitude of getting brings back on that mindset of scarcity because you feel like there's not enough or it's not quite good enough or can I have one more or can I have this too? And so if you keep that attitude of getting in that respect, it can become negative. If you keep an attitude of getting wanting to absorb the wisdom and the knowledge of other people that are there to share with you, then I think it can be a positive. So it depends on how you're looking at the word giving. What do you think? Well, I think that uh, between the two words giving and getting is that, uh, yes, when we're giving and we're not only looking out for our own selves, but we're looking out for the interest of others, I think that uh, giving, we kind of have this uh, more mentality too that says, I'm going to give to you because I've got plenty. And even if I don't, there will be more available. But when we have an attitude that is a getting, we really don't have anything to give from in the first place. Because that, that, to me, it, the attitude of getting has a lot of selfishness to it, and it's a me-first kind of thing. And uh, I, I sure don't want to be one of those kinds of uh, uh, people that uh, walks into a room and sucks all the energy out of it because now it's all about me and the people around me uh, feel that same way. I want to have a spirit of giving always to others first because I know in turn I will receive as well. Oh, I totally agree. May I not ever lose the attitude that I have enough. I have enough love. I have enough time. I have enough things. I have enough to share because, like you said, there will always be more. And that, I hope, in itself will keep me at a level of humble that's acceptable to those that I demonstrate that to. Oh, that's so good. And I, I, I want to kind of wrap us up right there in, in the podcast, and I want you, Stacy, to wrap us up with that uh, share and spare quote from John. Let's just go ahead and end our podcast uh, today with that quote. Uh, I think it was just that good. Okay. As John Maxwell would say, an attitude of abundance is about what can I share, not what can I spare. We hope that today's show has herified you in some way. Until we meet again, go out into the world and be someone's hero. If you know a hero that we need to talk to, email us at herobuilder2020 at gmail.com.